Travis just got back from the Cayman Islands. Was he there just for a suntan or was he counting his crypto? And in this abbreviated episode, we've got a killer interview with Patrick Byrne, the CEO of Overstock.com. Who knew they were doing cool stuff in the blockchain space? We didn't, but now we do. And so will you in episode number 37 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Welcome back from the Cayman Islands, Travis Wright. <laughs> your dream was your ticket out. Uh, what were you doing? What, what happened there? Yeah, my co-author of Digital Sense, uh, uh, Chris Snook, a uh, big fan of the Snooky. show. Snooky. Yeah, he and I had a book signing and a an event where we were talking about cryptocurrency, blockchain, and internet 3.0, and the Cayman Enterprise City, uh, it's, it's actually CaymanEnterpriseCity.com, uh, they, what they do is they actually help companies move to the Cayman Islands to help them with their international business affairs, and and so they, they put on this event, and we chatted crypto all night long. I mean, it turned into, it was supposed to be like a two and a half hour event, it turned into nearly, I think, with, by, by the after party dinner kind of thing, I mean, it it was like four or five hours and there were some amazing amazing people down there that are doing some great stuff we had one of the founders of factum uh there uh that was that was awesome we also had one of the founders of uh, digibyte was there there were several companies that were doing icos uh that were there there were some really really high level people there and also some novices and they all came up to us afterwards and said wow what a great event. We need to do this every year, if not quarterly. And so I believe they're going to have a, we're going to have a, uh, a crypto Cayman event sometime in April, 2018. So awesome. Uh, well, maybe there'll have to be some badness there. Yes. Yes. So bad, bad crypto was well represented. I know you were in LA and uh, so I, I cruised down to the Cayman Islands and it was actually getting to the Cayman Islands was such a fiasco. I was supposed to get there a day early, but I flew American and I left my house at, or I left my house at 4 a.m., got to the airport at six, arrived in Miami before 10 a.m. And then could not get on the 12.30 p.m. flight, got booked on the 7.30 p.m. flight. That flight ended up getting moved back to 10.30 because of a plane issue, and then we boarded that plane, and then they made us deboard that plane and go to the airport or actually go to a hotel because it got canceled. And so the next morning, the flight was at 5.30 a.m. I got to the hotel at like... 1230. And I was exhausted because I'd only gotten like 90 minutes of sleep the night before. So I slept right through, <laughs> woke up at like 540 a.m. I was like, oh, my flight just took off 10 minutes ago. So I had to be rerouted to freaking Charlotte and then routed. So I basically missed a day in the Cayman. So I didn't really get to do a whole lot of fun uh, stuff there. However, it was mostly business, but I did get to go to uh, the beach uh, the morning before I flew out. So that was great. Amazing ocean. Like it's completely still on one side of of the island, uh, the, the Caribbean side, completely still. It's almost like you're in a big lake. Unreal. Well, you know what's not still? The price of Bitcoin. True. Finally, 
Wow. Broke through 5,000 this last week and hit as high as 5,800 as of this recording right now. It's sitting around 5,700. Ethereum also uh, taking off again, currently at 335 and Litecoin at $65. Uh, the altcoins, not so happy in general, but, um, you know, the primaries bouncing back. And in the next episode, we're going to delve a little bit into what might be causing that. But today's episode is abbreviated because, as you just heard, Travis has been traveling. I just did a, two, a talk in a panel out at Vid Summit, Daryl Eve's great event in Los Angeles, vidsummit.com. And so uh, we're short on time. We want to make sure that we've got a Monday episode for you. And so uh, no questions or news today, but please do submit your questions to us. Any of the means that you can reach us are great. Badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. Click the contact form link at badcryptopodcast.com or call our voicemail. We always have um, our, our friendly Google voice standing by. And what's that number, Travis? The number is 708-885-9030. And yeah, leave us a comment, leave us a question, give us a suggestion, something great. Just keep it brief. Don't use the whole three minutes because we don't, we won't listen. No. Keep it around a minute. That'd be good. This, what you're going to hear today, you're going to want to listen to the whole thing. This is the last of the interviews, which we conducted at the Nexus Earth conference in Aspen just last month. And you've already heard from uh, a number of our, our other interviewees. This one may, I don't know if it's my fave. I liked them all, but I'm really looking forward to you hearing this one because we got to sit down with Patrick Byrne, the CEO of Overstock.com. And for those of you that don't know, Overstock was the first major online merchant to accept Bitcoin. And this guy was amazing. So just sitting down and chatting with him was really an honor because this guy is, has been on the forefront of retail cryptocurrency and what they've created in parallel with Overstock. They've created the company T0, that's letter T, number zero, dot com. And it is one of the first exchanges that is approved by the SEC. So they're doing some amazing stuff over there. And this interview is pure gold. You're going to you're gonna want to hear this whole thing, like Joel said. Well, let's let Patrick tell everybody about it. And here we go to the interview with Patrick Byrne. This cat sitting right between us is the CEO and founder of Overstock.com, Mr. Patrick Byrne. How you doing, my friend? Joel, great to be here. Thanks. Loving this, uh, this outfit. This very nice. Cat. Very slimming. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I, I go for Asian clothes. I find them very comfortable. So I always pretty much dress Asian. You seem kind of zen. Like I heard you give some of your talking on the panel and you're just kind of this chill guy. What a nice thing to say. Yeah. Thank you. It is a compliment. We're very nice here on the Bad Crypto Podcast. We, we might want to call it the Nice Crypto. Nice Crypto Podcast. <laughs> that would be bad. No? Very nice to meet you as well. Good Travis, sir. good to see you, sir. Big fan of Overstock. I've used it quite a little bit. Good, good, good stuff. And Save all the money you're saving, saving money. But you know what's interesting is that you know we've 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 talked a couple of times about how Overstock has been on the forefront of e-commerce and accepting cryptocurrency. So when did you guys decide to accept crypto? And that was a couple, three, four years ago. Three, four years ago. It's coming up on four years, I believe. Yes, and it was actually kind of an offhand remark. I was tuned into it. But I didn't really have any definitive plans. Maybe in the, in the following in a couple of years, I'd adopt it. And a journalist asked me about it. And I mentioned it. 
And it appeared in her article. It was a Christmas season article, just this little mention. And I got these Google, Google alerts from all over the world mm. and then in Korean and Thai and, and, you know, whatever, just, just, which told me that there was this subculture out there was tuned into this and not to wait too long. And so 10 days later, we got it. Live. So there was kind of, you, at that point, you're kind of like, oh, crap, we got to, we better do it. We got to do this. I stuck 40 people in a room and in nine days, they got the thing built out and integrated and live. You didn't let them out for nine days. Slid they pizzas were... under the door. <laughs> <laughs> Bought with Bitcoin, undoubtedly, right? Yeah. And so how has that worked out for uh, Roverstock and for your customers? Well, it's worked out, truth be told, only about 0.2% of transactions are through Bitcoin. But it is a new 0.2%. That's nothing. You know, it's a few million dollars, $4 million. It's also, and we save money on that. We should probably start. Giving back, say if you spend, if you buy with altcoin, we now accept dozens of altcoins, by the way. Including light? Including Litecoin. Which I just got my new Litecoin shirt. Thank and you very much. What about Badcoin? You accept that yet? I don't know Badcoin. <laughs> <laughs> our, our audience does, which okay. is great. We, we created our own Badcoin. 10 what? billion of them in circulation. And we're just giving them away. We're giving them away. Yeah, and you are. get Badcoin and you get Badcoin. We're going to give you some Badcoin for being on the show, actually. I love it. It's cool. great. That's great. So, with. Whenever people are, are purchasing in uh, altcoins or, or, in, or in Bitcoin, are you guys hodling? Uh, we're hodling 50%. Aha. Uh-huh. 50% we turn into fiat US dollars because we need to pay our distributors who still believe in that stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, we do. So we. Is, is that immediate? Like the money comes in, they pay with the crypto, and you immediately transmute 50% of it? That's correct. Into fiat. Correct. Because it could go like that and you could big win or big loss and you don't want to take that risk yeah that's so that's not the main event we can live with a 10 minute risk in either direction not gonna be a big deal but it's really getting we were only keeping 10 percent in the crypto but we recently decided to expand to 50 because we were doing so well with the 10 and because there's a number of other things we discovered that i had no idea that overstock is doing that are blockchain related. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about T0, right? Sure. Well, I'll tell you the big picture is that we decided when not when we took this Bitcoin, it was to take Bitcoin. It was also to really learn blockchain because we knew that this blockchain thing was going to be mega disruptive. And in fact, I was out at a stealth company in Silicon Valley once that had a few years ago that has 160 functions on a, on the board, sort of things that tie society together from land titling to notary public and that are going to get, get disrupted through crypto. Uh, so we invested in what we thought would be, we, we formed a, an incubator slash venture capital group called Medici and it invests in, we wanted to be where blockchain meets the creation of money. So blockchain meets central banking. Blockchain meets the creation of capital, which is land titling. Blockchain meets capital markets themselves, and that's T0. And then we also have investments in firms that are doing identity and voting. So those, to me, are the fundamental processes of the new age, the creation of money, capital, capital markets, identity, and voting. And that's what this Medici, that's where it focuses. Medici. And how is that spelled? Uh, M-E-D-I-C-I, after the Italian family. Uh, Medici. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. But Medici, some, uh, Medici, tomato, Medici, tomato, tomato. Come on. Right, right. That's good. That they introduced uh, double entry bookkeeping to the West. In, in the South, it's Medici. What's Medici? Medici? Medici. What, what is that Medici thing? <laughs> the last one you mentioned, I find fascinating. You said voter. Are we talking about uh, to combat 
voter fraud, like voter ID? Well, someday there could be, if we get to a world of digital citizenship where you can exercise, you know, your your rights as a citizen digitally. Uh, now, there are forces in society that don't, I think, want that because they don't want that vote trued up. Wait, you you believe there's voter fraud? Oh, <laughs> I'm shocked. Are dead people voting? <laughs> Twice? <laughs> Have you heard about these studies that show in like in L.A. County, there's 140 percent as many registered voters as there are population from 18 and above? But nothing to see here, folks. Move yeah, along. It's all good. Right. So – once you, if you could have digital citizenship, uh, if that can get past that aforementioned hurdle, then people could vote. You could do very clever things with voting. I mean, you could, and imagine voting could be a more direct if you want it to be, although there are objections to direct democracy, but you could have delegative democracy where I might say, gee, on the subject of national security, all votes that come up, I want to delegate my decision, my vote to you know, somebody I trust very much on that issue. You could, you can do all kinds of funky things hmm. with it. That's, that's fascinating. So T-Zero, we saw your presentation a couple of days ago. You, you had built a, something that was a, an exchange that was approved by the SEC and then you added blockchain to it, right? So is it, so ICOs might be able to participate in this, this yes. service? But now that the SEC has ruled that a whole bunch of ICOs are actually securities, those securities, if they involve an American, when they trade, they have to trade on, and for all intents and purposes, a global market. They, they have to do this. They have to trade on an SEC-approved exchange that can trade blockchain or digital instruments. And my, uh, there's one of those in the world, mm-hmm. and that's in T-Zero owns it. We bought – we overstock funded the acquisition of this company, Speedroute, which was a routing company, routed orders on Wall Street, and they had an ATS that was already, you know, SEC registered and whatever their words are uh, that and legal and everything. So what we did was we bought it and then blockchainized these systems. Mm. I made up that word. You blockchainized. Back, you backdoored that. We back well. You- Right. I mean, because you it's totally legit. There's nothing wrong with it. But they said, yeah, you can do this. And then you're like, OK, well, we're going to just put a little hash <laughs> blockchainized it up. Well, that's that's your interpretation. The SEC may. I don't know what their interpretation is. I think that I think that probably uh, we 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 were lucky to get through that one. I'm not sure that they quite well. Anyway, they in any case, is, is your lawyer around? Do we need this? <laughs> it Cut, seems edit. to us. I thought that they were quite comfortable with it, but it seems that some months after they gave they gave us deemed approval, they evidently realized. I thought I was quite flattered. I thought, gee, that they wanted to get that they that they were fine giving this with me. And you know, we have this long history. The mm-hmm. SEC and I, yeah. I, ten years ago, was accusing them of being. A captured regulatory body. Notes. Google that, by the way, if you want to see the whole story about the battles that this gentleman has gone through. That was quite a, a adventure. No, I like to think, and they seem to be much better these days than they were 10 years ago, and they're being much more professional. And so I got this deemed approval. I thought it was great. It was like a couple months later, they got back in touch, and it seems like it maybe it had reached a level where people had freaked out that I, Patrick Byrne, had gotten a been that they had that they knew they had, because this is really so. Anyway, we have these this exchange and ATS. Perfectly legal. It's been in business for years, and it's trading blockchain now. And I'm going to give you a, so what word were you using? You block uh, chainized. Uh, give me a better word. Here, I'm going to give it to you right now. 
Blockchainified. Blockchainified, right? There you go. All up in it. So so is that T0.com? T0.com. T0.com. Excellent. I want to ask a question because we have a lot of, you know, listeners that are maybe curious about, well, how do we accept Bitcoin? Or maybe maybe there's some merchants out there that, that want to accept, you know, some of these cryptocurrencies. And you're, you've kind of paved the way, right? You've at least pioneered. You've, you've cut down some of the trees in the wilderness to kind of pave a way for that. What? I love the imagery. Oh, it's so nice. Uh, Patrick nice. with a big axe. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah. So, so what kind of recommendations would you give or advice to a, a, maybe a, a company that's looking to accept some of these cryptos? Well, you, you probably go to a firm like Coinbase and, uh, or wallet. Do you have other wallets that you like to mention? There's other wallets that we there's like. All kinds of ja- uh, there's exchanges and wallets. I mean, Jack's wallet, Exodus wallet, right? And then you got Poloniex and Bitrix are popular exchanges. Cracking all that good stuff and T zero. Well, we've we've uh, we made a deal with Coinbase as a merchant to accept. Uh, so we actually have our wallet with them. Uh huh. I just give them a little, a little pump there. Very good. Very good. Such a deal. Now uh, you read. You told me about an article this morning as we were getting ready about Amazon and what what did yes. you read? So there was a tweet that had come out, um, and it was a conversation between some executive at Amazon saying that there might be some news coming up in October, and they said probably at their third quarter, um, you know, um, earnings report that they may announce that they're going to start accepting Bitcoin. Now, to me, that's one of those things that says we've always said, wow, if Amazon starts taking Bitcoin and Litecoin, then the price could start taking off. That's some nice mass adoption there. So, so what are your thoughts on that, and, and what? What are your thoughts on Amazon not actually have, have jumped on board on this thing yet? I'm kind of surprised, although my guess is it's because I jumped on it first, and <laughs> Bezos evidently has a doesn't like me, mm. and so I, I thought jumped, you guys were best buds. No, these <laughs> were homies. He's, he's, he chews out reporters who say nice things about me. So, <laughs> so basically, we will <laughs> never have an interview with Jeff yeah. Bezos. Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy. Yes, Jeff, he's cool. Come on, <laughs> a little competition is healthy. That's true. So, uh, but so once we came out and started accepting within a month or two, he came out and, and sort of denigrated the whole thing. And so I think that he's kind of drove, drove down a cul-de-sac in that sense. They've got to back up from that position, but it'd be great to see them wise enough. He's going to drone back up. Beep, beep. There it goes. Uh, last question. And that question just evaded my mind like that when it had a Bitcoin brain fart. It was there. It was perfect. It was beautiful. You would have loved the question I was about to ask you. Well, my answer would have regaled you. you I am so <laughs> amazed. Uh, it's about the future. Get your crystal ball out here. Okay. And obviously, you're banking on Bitcoin, not to be confused with the documentary on Netflix of the same name. Um, but five years down the road, do we see mass adoption? Ten years? When does this happen that this thing really hits that curve? It uh, it goes through the tipping point. For one thing, uh, God, inshallah or whatever, uh, when that we have built out the appropriate systems when there's a dollar crisis. So I think that someday there's going to be a dollar crisis because I just don't keep what's get. I'm amazed we got through as much as we have. You say crisis, you mean collapse or this is really getting worse somewhere between uh, great depression and Venezuela. So between the wow. two, mm. I was just down in South America. The average Venezuelan has lost like 19 pounds this year. Hmm. It's crazy. I mean, can't imagine what that tells you about it. It's a socialism diet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go use a little socialism (laughs) diet. (laughs) Let's hope not. So uh, 
so I think that my, my dream is that we have enough time in the, the entrepreneurs in this community to create these robust alternative uh, institutions like capital markets and central banking and such so that when that crazy Keynesian magic money tree system collapses, there's this hot standby right there ready to, for society to switch to. And I think that means that we've got to get to about 3 to 5% for us to, to be able to trust those systems. But once I think we get to 3 to 5%, we may go through the tipping point anyway. I want a magic money tree garden, Travis. That would be amazing. You just throw seeds out there. And dollar, magic. magic dollar trees. Or, you know, just get yourself a Federal Reserve printing press and, you know, six cents a piece, print out $100 bills. That's a pretty good deal. Well, we, uh, we're we <laughs> grateful for you coming on. It's great to meet you. We end all of our shows by saying, stay bad. So if you'll just, like, look right at the camera there, say your name and tell them to stay bad. Patrick Byrne, stay bad with Joel and Travis. Awesome. Yes. Thanks again, man. Appreciate yeah, really you. Appreciate that. Thank you so much, Patrick. Thank Great stuff. Guys. Love what you're doing. So good. So good. I loved meeting with uh, Patrick and excited to see what they have happening over there at Overstock. And we're also excited that you're here and that you're enjoying the show and have made us consistently a top 100 business podcast on iTunes. Also, many of you now listening to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher Radio. And uh, we're looking at some more outlets as well. So uh, thank you for being part of the bad crypto universe, bad cryptopia. Yes. And speaking of, this is still October. So this is bad cryptober. And we have the opportunity. We're going to be giving away millions and millions of bad coin. And one lucky person is actually going to have a chance to be the third largest holder of the bad coin. We're going to give away 25 million to one lucky person. All you have to do is go to badco.in forward slash bad cryptober, right? Just like it sounds. And you then have multiple ways that you can earn a bad coin. There's, there's, I think 11 different ways. So you can earn up to a million bad coin just by participating in this. And then also uh, you could have a chance. Each one of those uh, entries is a chance. So we want, the whole point is we want you to share this with your friends. If you have some people out there who are just starting to get into crypto, they're crypto curious, they don't understand it. Um, let them know about the show and uh, you get some, uh, you get some uh, worthless crypto in exchange. Who doesn't want some of that worthless crypto? <laughs> well, uh, Travis, fun as always, and thank you to everybody for listening. Travis, in your best Cayman Islands accent, which I don't know what that is, tell them how to get out of here. I would say stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.